the chase and the hunt. Well, it is Wednesday, uh, November the 2nd, 2022, in her lane. I'm Kevin Trimble, um, and I've got my partner in crime, my friend here, Ramir Heinze. And Ramir and I are both realtors, and we like to consider ourselves real estate professionals. Ramir is uh, the more experienced realtor. And we're with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Parks and Weisberg Realtors. And we have offices from in our headquarters here in St. Matthews in Louisville. We have offices in Southern Indiana, an office in South Louisville. And our partner's brand is, is in Bowling Green. And we have an office, a partner's office in Glasgow, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And Ramir, how are you doing today, sir? I'm, I'm fantastic, man. It's a beautiful day. Even though it's a little gloomy outside, doesn't have all the sun out, but it's still a beautiful and great day to talk about real estate. Well, Ramir and I got together, uh, we're both new. Somewhat, I've been doing this just a couple years. Uh, Ramir has been licensed for a couple years as well. And one of the things we think a lot alike, but we come from two generations. Um, I'm a little bit older. I, uh, I'm in my 50s. I've had a different career for 20 something years and got into real estate, moved back home. Um, love it. My role is more to help agents, help agents grow the company, um, try to show what the company offers that can help an agent build their business. And at the same time, I am a licensed realtor. Ramir, tell us kind of, you know, what's your focus right now? Yeah, so I am 20 years old, graduated from high school in 2020. Um, so my main goal is to build my business, um, not necessarily do what you kind of did. This is kind of my first career outside of, you know, high school jobs. This is my first actual career where I do this full time. Um, so my biggest focus is, um, building relationships with people because your network is your net worth and as well as just growing my income and kind of building a foundation for myself as a young man to then move forward to eventually I get to the point where I have my own kids, my own family, my own kingdom that I built. So right now I'm building my kingdom. Well, it's you look at your uh, building your kingdom and so when you and I got together mm -hmm. and you're the one that came up with the name, we said... You know, what can we call our little podcast? Are we going to, is it going to grow? We hope so. But how do we get it out? Because our main intent is to help people. It's to help people. And we're not just going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about uh, life. We're going to talk about success. We're going to interview people that um, are successful in multiple ventures. But the key is um, at the bare bones of it, there has to be a foundation. One of the things you and I talked mm -hmm. about, uh, we talked about a blueprint. And you know, a blueprint, you could say it's a picture of blue of, of an architectural design, but you can also look it up and it's, uh, it's called a detail plan or program of action. Mm -hmm. And I think um, what's pretty exciting, I would say for both of us, is we both started in the real estate industry um, in the summer of 2019. Yep. And, you know, you were working at the front desk. I was coming in, uh, could barely spell real estate. I bought, you know, a bunch of houses, um, <laughs> yeah. moved home. Dave Parks said, go talk to people. Go go to Bowling Green, meet them, go talk to people. So I didn't know, um, didn't know what we didn't know. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then about 65 days um, after January 1st, 2020, so in March, you know, you've, you've got a pandemic on us. You've yep. got all these different things, and you, you've had... Um, you know, political upheaval, you've had, you know, uh, a lot of things going on that, number one, you know, domestically people weren't getting along. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a pandemic, you throw that on top of it. But then from a real estate perspective, it was kind of interesting. A lot of people would call this a two and a half, three year period it was like a golden age of real estate because 
All you had to do was put a sign in the yard and it would sell for in a over, week, over asking, yeah. multiple offers, yeah. And you got to experience a little bit from the selling. I was more of a referral, but more helping coaching agents. Yeah. So with that said, what would you say just quickly, um, you went from zero to 100 miles an hour in about two and a half years as a real estate professional. And it's kind of funny, you're getting ready to see another turn. You started on mm -hmm. top, you know, when the market was great. Mm -hmm. um, Back to our thing of a blueprint plan of action, what are kind of the basics that you've picked up maybe right before uh, you got your license, but in the last couple of years, what are the basics that you picked up that you're gonna, you think are gonna carry you through regardless of what the market is? Yeah, so one of the biggest things that I've learned, and it's a very hard thing, and I'm not the most consistent with it, of course, nobody is as consistent as they like to be, which is just consistently prospecting. When you're super busy, what's the first thing that stops? You start, you stop prospecting just because you're extremely busy and you just stop prospecting. You may not talk to as many people or as many new people, I should say, just because you got, you know, tons of stuff going on over here. So the main thing is just to consistently prospect. Block out a time um, on your calendar every day and set that and say, I'm going to talk to people. Now, whether that's cold calling, whether that's sending mailers out, whether that's social media, whether that is going to networking events, being part of networking groups, whatever it may be for you, but you need to have that designated time to prospect every day. Um, they, a lot of times I hear the rule is, you know, you want to prospect at least two hours a day. Um, if you want to be a real, um, a real, I guess, revolutionary or you want to be a really top producing agent, maybe you want to bump it up to four. Um, I'm, there's some people out there that are prospecting from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, so the big thing is just a prospect, prospect, prospect. And one of my big keys that I'm focusing on um, is still diversity. I, I really am intrigued by everything that goes along in real estate. And so I, um, I deal with property management and residential sales, and I've also dipped into commercial sales as well. So I don't do any of this alone. I also partner with people on a lot of this. The only thing I really do do alone is probably residential sales um, but commercial and property management, I'm always partnering with somebody. But it's good to have that kind of expertise um, for myself is because, you know, whenever I'm dealing with clients in residential, I also have the expertise of other things. So if they're looking to invest in property, um, you know, they're looking, they're, they're, this is their first investment property or they're uh, pur purchasing a primary residence and in the next few years they're going to want to purchase an investment property. Well, I've already showed my expertise and how I've been able to help with certain terms like a cap rate or knowing how to calculate a cash on cash return or knowing uh, what kind of rental property does well, knowing what stuff can rent for, you know, stuff of that nature. So that's like one of the big advantages for me is to be able to diversify myself, consistently prospect, um, whatever that may be. And you talk about it all the time, which is Berkshire's blueprint on how to prospect, which is what? You got to talk, bottom line, secret sauce, secret right? Secret sauce, yes. Here's the secret sauce. And you know what's funny? This isn't just for real estate. You know, this is for, you know, I don't care if it's what you're Anything. selling. Anything. Anything. Whether you're selling, whether you're helping. I joke around with my, with my, my son. Okay, son, you need a date to the dance? It's about prospect. Talk <laughs> it's to, contacts. Yeah, talk to five <laughs> people a day, four days a week, right? At least yeah. four days a week. And see if you can help them. Now, for realtors, where people get confused on that is, they think it's only about real estate. Right. When I say see if you can help them, see if you can help them with anything, with anything, with, you know what? It might just be you lend them an ear, let them complain, let them vent, let them do whatever. Or, you know, they need something. You yep. know, they need, hey, I need a place to go get my car fixed. I need something for my yard. I need whatever, which goes back and we'll get more into that. But the key is 
is talk to five people a day, at least four days a week. If you can help them, do so. But more importantly, put them in that system and follow up with them. If too many people, it's, uh, you know, I'm going to focus on real estate agents that once they get started, one of the things that always concerns me, you'll see, okay, who's going to be persistent? Mm -hmm. And Consistency is everything. It is. And they come in and say, well, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Well, I'm really smart and I'm, I'm, I'm energetic and I have a great financial mind and things like that. Right. Um, so what are the things you'd like to work on? Well, I'm not really good at talking to people. Ooh, okay. Um, not necessarily um, uh, a game changer. Right. Maybe it could be, but here's what's very interesting is that those that consistently, uh, people consistently talk to, talk to people, reach out to people, touch people, but the key is putting them in the system and it's the follow-up. Yep. It's building the pipeline because Definitely. the person that you met, you know, the person that you met in January may not be ready for another six to 12 months. But or, if you stay in touch. Or years. Yeah. You know? yeah. Or years. Yeah. And if you stay in touch and stay on top of it, you know, not necessarily calling them every, you know, quarter or every month saying, hey, are you ready to make a move? Hey, are you ready to make a move? And just, you know, genuine things, um, then that stuff goes a long way. And it's, uh, to me, it goes back to what they say, uh, the good Lord gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, what are you listening for? To me, you're listening for, for needs. You're listening for the key passions. Because mm -hmm. for me, um, you know, my blueprint is, is a little different in that, number one, be brilliant in the basics. What are the basics? Mm -hmm. um, help people. But I like to connect people and develop relationships, develop trust, connect people, and help them work together, and I'll move on. Mm -hmm. Okay? Is it, will it come back to me? I'd like to think so. But having a purity of purpose to do that. But, you know, focus on basics. And basics, like I said, talk to five people a day, at least four days a week, help them out. You know, learn. Everything you can in, in real estate is learn. Like one of the things, um, let's do a ballpark. How many real estate contracts have you completed, would you say, in the last two years? As in like closed? Yes. I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I know I'm, I'm over 20 for sure. Okay, over 20. And that, that I'm just talking about residential sales. Okay. Not including those 20, um, Today is uh, November 2nd, 2022, right? Yeah. If you knew back 18 months ago what you know now, would that number be over 20? Yes. <laughs> the market was moving a lot faster. I wish I would talk to more people um, because, I mean, like you said, if you stuck a sign in the yard, I mean, it was good to go, just mm -hmm. about. The hardest thing was is finding, you know, finding a home that buyers liked and getting them in the house before it was sold. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I kind of wish I talked to more people, which... I got licensed back uh, in March of 2021, so I didn't experience the 2020 years. I experienced the 2021, but also it was just me working on systems. So there's only so much I can do, which I understand that just because, I mean, I, in last year, last summer, around this time last year, I'm still working on getting my contracts, <laughs> you know what I mean, down pack of how to fill out a listening agreement and, and stuff of that nature. But, you know. I definitely think there's a lot more systems that I've learned now. I think one of the big things that I did understand at an early um, stage of my career was follow-up was king. So even when you know a buyer isn't ready to purchase yet, I understood that if I stayed in touch and I kept encouraging them and you know just stayed in touch and make sure that I held them accountable essentially, mm -hmm. if they wanted to be held accountable, yes. you know. If they want me to hold them accountable, I'll hold them accountable. And eventually we'll get to a point where six, 12 months, 
you know, however long, at that point they're ready, and then they know who to go with. And then who else are they going to send? Oh, wait, Ramir, you know, stayed in touch with me, held me accountable, worked with me for 12 months, and now he's ready. Well, if you do that, you know, once a month, you, you know, you nurture somebody for, you meet a new person, you nurture them for 12 months in a year, you can possibly have a new closing every month just from that. So if you constantly do that and then you start doing, okay, I'm going to do two people. I'm going to do two people this month, this month, and this month. That's how you can compound on top of, all right, now I'm working on referrals. I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. just a compound effect. And it's called pipeline maturity, which I don't think I'm to the point yet to where mine has fully matured just yet, um, considering my second year is coming up this March. So I don't think I have pipeline maturity just yet. But it's, it's definitely getting there because I have received referrals from my database, which I think that's probably one of the biggest compliments that you can get is a referral from your database. It is. You know, it's funny. We talked about two things. You said pipeline maturity and database, and I'm going to touch both on, on both of them. One is the, you know, we talk about five people a day at least four days a week. And I don't care what you're doing. You need to do that. You know, touch five people a day four days a week even if, if it's for your self-gratification. But I will tell you, you help people, it's a good feeling. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things we talk about is building that, you know, that pipeline maturity. And here's a great example of that because I worked with an agent. It was about six, eight months ago. And this agent um, knew and we said, hey, because, you know, our focus is training. Right. We'll make you better. Right. Um, and we'll get more to that. But so we talk about, hey, five people a day, four days a week. Help them out. What are their needs? What are their key passions? Where are they? You know, follow up, take notes, and then keep contact. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. So about four or five weeks in, and so, you know, we talk about, you know, four days a week, 20 person. You know, that's 80 a month, right? Yeah, yeah. Looking at 80 a month. So almost a month in, almost a month in, and I think it was literally Aunt Sally called, mm -hmm. okay? So this agent had had their license you know, for, for about a month or a little bit longer, but had gone through, was in our training program. And Aunt Sally called and said, well, I think I want to sell my house. And oh, oh, oh man. There it is. There yeah. it is. And it's literally, you're out there fishing and, you know, you've got a buzz bait on there and it just like exploded on the top of the water. It was a big deal. Well, all of a sudden it's like, well, well Aunt Sally, we could, you know, let's go look at this. So this agent talked to me about it. I said, well, listen. Here's number one, what you need to do is, if you don't know, don't say you know. So find <laughs> you somebody that does know. Yeah. That's the best thing is, is self-awareness. Um, okay, what's a listing presentation? We're, we're getting ready to go over that in our training program, but turns out you already have one, so why don't you do that? Oh, okay. Well, when are we going to do that listing presentation? Uh, she said she'll let me know. Well, the problem is this agent, Ramirez, spent like three or four or five, six weeks you know, talking to, you know, Aunt Sally, but, oh, we're going to sell Aunt Sally's house. Oh, we're going to Aunt sell, Aunt, sell Aunt Sally's house. Well, here's what happened. They stopped prospecting. They stopped prospecting. And I think, I think I did the math, and literally it was like it was like 80 or 100, you know, and I'm not saying they had to be new, but they gave up 80 or 100 touches to fill their pipeline mm -hmm. by fiddling with Aunt Sally, who at the end of the day, Aunt Sally – had no intention of selling her house, but her favorite nephew was now a realtor, and so she wanted to, you know, pat him on the head and, mm -hmm. you know, make him think that it was easy. Well, you know what's funny is that same agent isn't around anymore. Didn't make it. Mm -hmm. and this is about a year ago and didn't make it. And it was, it's interesting because 
that pipeline maturity, mm -hmm. okay, is everything. And one of the things we talk about now is you said database, right? Right. Database, you know, is, is inextricably linked with talking to people, with whether you call it networking, whether you call it, um, you know, filling that database, but making those touches. Because real estate is a human endeavor. Yep. All right. Machines don't buy houses. Um, <laughs> machines don't move into houses. Machines don't cut the grass. Machines don't complain about a leaky roof. Real estate is a human endeavor. Mm -hmm. And I think when you talk about filling, you know, that pipeline maturity, that is so important. But that database, uh, to me, is the, it's underrated. It's not talked about enough. Mm -hmm. And when I say it's not talked about enough, I don't think it's talked about enough when you're talking to agents that are trying to, you know, some real estate coaches. Some of them get, get it, but some of them are like, oh, we're just going to send your, you know, your name out there on the internet and you're going to get on social media, but not much. They don't keep saying database, database, and there's different terms for it. But one of the things I think right now, because you and I are getting, you know, we've got to see it. You know, I joke around. It's kind of like you and I went to, uh, you know, the first time we ever had steak, we went to a five-star restaurant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're here in Louisville, Kentucky. So the first time you and I ever had steak, we went to, you know, Del Frisco's or Jeff Ruby's. Okay? <laughs> well, what do you think is going to happen to every steak after that? You know what I mean? Right. And so I bring that up because one of the things we're looking at this market for you and I is, oh, it's not, it's not going to be as easy. Yeah. It's, you know... Prices change. What's going to happen today? You know, today's Wednesday, November 2nd. The Fed's going to meet. You're talking about another, you know, an interest rate hike. Okay. Yeah. Is that going to affect things? Yeah. yeah. You got to be more careful with your um, pricing of a house. You pricing of a house? You got to be more careful with, you know, on the buyer side, you got to be more careful of how you write a contract because of interest rates moving so quickly. Um, you know, a half a percent may disqualify your buyer from a certain price range or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I mean, it... it Experienced agents say this all the time. Dave says this all the time. Is this is a pros market that we're going into, and you got to sharpen your skills, or else you won't be here. Um, I'm sure there's agents that are, you know, that are probably very concerned about it. Me, I feel like it's a great opportunity um, to learn, to get in there, to gather my market share as well, because that's where I've, like, you know, I haven't experienced this. You haven't experienced this kind of market either. So all we can say is, is what we've heard from the people that we've looked up to and put our head down and just say and just you know let people know we don't have all the answers okay but what are we willing to do we're willing to come in here work at it stay consistent with it and figure it out and be able to share the message um, so that's probably one of the biggest things as well is just you know that it's a it's it's interesting because um, I'm 52 okay you're 20 yep all right just turned so, 20 I've been a homeowner, um, multiple homes, uh, multiple markets. I've seen a lot of different things up and down. I'm still kind of like, hey, where's it going to, you know, no one has a crystal ball. You know, you can kind of say there, you know, there is a crystal ball. But in the real estate profession, though, um, we've got agents in, you know, our, our audience is going to get to meet some of these people in the next few weeks. But we've got agents that have their license for 40 years. Yeah, some people, I've met Dave Park Sr., He's yeah. been licensed, I believe, since the 70s. Yeah. And then you've got Don Rowe, same thing. Don Rowe is here every morning at 730. Don Rowe understands it. He's seen every market. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's the what I like to hear right now is that you understand that prospecting is, I don't care if the market is the greatest market. Mm -hmm. I don't care the market if it's, if it's going to crash, which it's not. 
this is just it's 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 history. You know, my first house was in 2005, 2004, I think, and I think we had a, a six percent interest rate. We had perfect credit and thought, you know, we won the lottery. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's you know, I've, they're, they've been a lot less. They're going to be a lot higher. But I guess the key is right now is keep focusing on the blueprint and and what you can do and and what's in your control because you can't control what the feds are going to do. You can't control what inflation is at right now, but you can't control how many people you're talking to. You can't control how you're treating your clients. You can control how many touches you have to your clients. You can't control, you know, numerous things. There's certain things that you can't control. There's certain things that you can't. And sometimes in this world, we get caught up in focusing on the things that we can't control because it's a big thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, where the economy is going, nobody knows it's a big thing. But but can you really control it as, you know, as one person in this economy? You cannot control where the economy is going. All you can do is sharpen your skills. Iron sharpens iron. Get with somebody and just learn and just stick to the blueprint. And eventually, I mean, we're not going to be in a, you know, a recession for the rest of our lives. I mean, another 10 years, we, prices will be even higher than they once were. And, and then people are going to say, man, I wish I bought... 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, and you're hearing that across the board all the time now. So I think one of the big things, too, is when we talk to different folks coming in, you know, what's their blueprint? You know, one of the things, you know, I'm going to ask you, and we both kind of share this, you know, within ourselves, as you and I said, we're going to ask people, okay, what is it, you know, you want to do? What is it you want to do? You know, uh, what can you do? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you passionate about doing? You know, what are those things? Um Maybe we're not there yet. You know, what, what is it you want to do? Mm-hmm. And what can you do? Let me ask you that. Yeah. Um, so what do I want to do? I want to build my business. I want to build relationships across the board. Um, I've been saying this since I was 14 years old, if not younger. I want to be, I guess you could say, a public figure in the Louisville city. In this city, I want to, have a, I want to make a name for myself in this city to where I am respected and known around the city as being a good person, a successful person, you know, stuff of that nature. And so regarding to what can I do towards that, well, I can get out there, build relationships with people, do uh, influential stuff. For example, um, you got me uh, interested in wanting to speak to the youth. You gave me an introduction to a teacher at Prosser to where I was able to speak to them. Well, with that comes, you know, that's more awareness for those kids. Those kids know more. They know who I am now. They know more about certain things that I was telling them that I taught them about. You know, the teacher now knows who I am, so on and so forth. They probably went and told their parents, you know, things, stuff of that nature. So that's one of the big things that I just really want to be a household name, I guess, and just be a highly respected person in my local city because I love my city. It's a small, big city in my opinion. It's, it's a small, big city. Somebody always knows somebody, but it's not a really small city because, I mean, we still have a population of, like, over 500,000. I don't know what the actual population is, but, I mean, it's still a good amount of people. Oh, yeah. Metro Louisville is like a million. Yeah. You know, but, but it's, I call it the, I mean, trust me, I was gone for 24 years, and I left, uh, and, you know, our audience can hear this, uh, I left the house on a cul-de-sac with a pool um, and to move my boys to Louisville to raise them you know, in, in, in the tribe, in the Louisville tribe that, uh, and, and I'm with you, you know, this is the biggest small town in the world. I tell people all the time, hey, here, you know, be careful, 
No, understand, Louisville's a small city. Yeah, so, yeah. Go check out Glasgow, and then you yeah. tell me if we're still a small city. <laughs> yeah, and that's small, but the one thing about Louisville, it's, it's you know, well, even Glasgow. I'm yeah. a firm believer, and I think that's something, like you said, helping people, getting people together, and mm -hmm. sharing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think you can do it anywhere. Um, I The one thing I do like, um, I think, about being passionate about is the real estate's local, and... Real estate's about relationships to me because yeah, it's a human endeavor, and you can't have a human endeavor um, without emotion, yep. okay? Without feeling, without emotion, it's going to happen. But the key is, is, you know, this is a big, small town. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things is you and I know we're, we work with our new agents, and I wish I'm trying to work with the young, you know, high school kids. I'm talking to some college kids is build their ecosystem. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a blueprint. That's a foundation. What's, what's your ecosystem um, is it a real estate ecosystem? Is it a business ecosystem? And, you know, probably the biggest one I know for me is is I want to make sure that um, integrity and trust is never questioned. Yeah, Just, that's another thing. And, and um, reliability. Yes. I want, I want people to know I'm reliable. If I said I'm going to do something, if I said I'm going to be here, I'm going to be there. Now, if, I, if I'm not believe I'm going to let you know, but I'm going to give you a way more ahead of time. It's not going to be anything last minute. And that's one thing I take pride in is I really want to be a reliable individual. I had a buddy that was moving the other day. What did I do? I went over there and helped him move because he was cutting, the, you know, it was cutting close. And so I, I went over there and helped him move. I told him I would be there and I was there. You know, what if, how would he have felt if I told him, all right, yeah, I'll come help you move and I just never show up or if I canceled 20 minutes prior? When he was counting on me to be there, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, he told me, he was like, you know, you didn't have to. I would have done it myself because, I mean, it needed to be done, period. But I'm sure it meant a lot that I was over there picking up his bed frame yeah. and throwing it in the truck, you know? Well, and the thing was, correct me if I'm wrong, was there, there wasn't any money involved for you, was no. there? No. Mm -mm. And that's one of the things we were talking. I have a friend. He uh, owns a business, very successful business. And we were at, we were at the U of L game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And one of the things he looked at me and he was like, man. It was funny because I, you know how like somebody says something and you finish the sentence for them because you know exactly what they're talking about. Yep. And he was talking about here's the tough part with young people. And mm -hmm. he said, okay, what's young people? I don't know. Maybe he's talking about yours. He said they keep talking. You've heard me say this. They keep talking about networking. Oh, I'm going networking. I'm going to do this, but they don't understand trust. They don't understand like they'll recommend somebody to me and not verify them, not validate them. Like my biggest fear in life as a is, is, is an agent, but more importantly, my biggest fear in life as a person, um, you know, in business is that I would disappoint someone. You know, I told someone, oh, they'll be great. They're, they're great and not happen. Now, I've done that. I'm not sure if you've done it. I did it. It happened to me early. You know, I teach a networking class because I believe in the power of a network and um, I'm a big referral person mm -hmm. and my referrals all start with trust. My networks all, you know, if you, if I don't trust you, Okay, you're not in it. You're not even on the island. Okay, mm -hmm. I may like you. Okay, maybe we'll be friends. We might you know hang out together, but if I don't trust you, you're not on the island. And that's something that I don't. I'm, I'm trying to really help the newer realtors here to make sure. And it starts with the more we can talk to these young people. You know, when we go to the high schools, when we go to um, you know go to the business programs at, at, at the colleges, is you got to understand. It's nothing, earned, not given. Yeah, nothing could be worse than, okay, um, you call me and you say, hey, Kevin, uh, 
um, I need, I need, do you know anybody that can redo my bathroom? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got my friend. Uh, yeah, I got a guy. He'd be great. Well, he goes over there and doesn't do a great job. And it takes him twice as long as it should. It costs more money. To, and I will tell you right now, um, my kind of a little concern is that a lot of folks I have, to, some young people, mm-hmm. aren't, aren't afraid of that. They're like, oh, sorry, it's not my fault. You wanted a painter. He's the only painter I knew. Well, how do we get it to, you know, to, to folks, I don't care if you're young or old, where does the trust, you know, trust is earned. It's not, you don't buy. Um, how do we get that out there? Because to me is if you, if you send someone over and they don't do a great job, well, the chances of you ever getting a real estate transaction or a real estate referral from that person are zero. Yeah. You know, are there going to be, you know, because. Or slim to none. Yeah. yeah. And so I think one of the things is with the market slowing down, with the economy slowing down, um, again, this is just from me talking with more experienced people and just picking their brains as well is um, as the market slows down, what do people do? They start networking again. When they start networking again, that means they're starting to search for that trust again. So that's where you're going to start building that trust. You're going to start wanting to see that, and that's where trust is going to be built. Right now, vendors and contractors are just so just boom, 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 boom. I got it. I got this today. I got this tomorrow. I got this this weekend. Like, they're booked up, and it's like, give me all the money I can get. I'm going to throw some paint on the wall. I'm going to throw this toilet down, move on to the next. Yeah. Because no, cause every contractor is just like that yeah. at this point. And I think as the economy slows down, business isn't as fast. Money isn't coming in as easy. People are going to have to slow down, and they're going to have to really take pride in quality work and networking and building trust because, you know, new jobs, new business isn't going to come that easy. The same thing, the same thing with real estate professionals. It's not no. going to be as easy to list a house and get it sold in 48 hours. It's exactly. not going to be that easy. And then we've already seen where it's sold down and across the board in probably all markets um, to where you see houses sitting on, you know, 60 days or longer. Yes. That was unseen unless that house had some serious, serious, oh, yeah. serious issues and the seller was unreasonable. Somebody's in over their ago. head money-wise, it's a, it's a dump, yeah. and they're like, no, we're going to keep it, and it's, it, it sits for 60. Yeah, now nowadays, I mean, there may be an incurable defect that may still be able to be sold fairly quickly if you price it correctly, because yeah. everything's going to come back down to price, whether it's repairs, lay, a funky layout, you know, things like that. Well, did you see, here's, remember we talked about, I, don't, I think we need to do this more mm-hmm. with people, especially with real estate agents right off the bat, you know, do the network game. And it's not a it's not a popularity contest, but it's a um, you know we've got that list that we use in boot camp, right? Mm-hmm. And for those that know, uh, so we have a program here at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Parks and Weisberg, and a Partners Realty. It's called Boot Camp, and uh, it's for newer agents and some agents you know that have been here quite a while will do it. It's pretty intense, but it's a it's a it's a four week program, um, a few hours a day with homework on the basics of real estate and the basics of being a real estate professional. And it's neat because it all still comes down to trust. But one of the things, you know the list we have in there, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, who's your mailman? Who's your plumber? Who's your this? Who's your that? Yep. I don't think we do that enough with, with our agents to say, okay, I don't want just one. Give me more. Because let me ask you right now, even before how many, uh, you know, how many electricians you know? 
You, yeah. know, you know quite Multiple. a few. How many floors? I got one. How many landscapers do you know? A lot. A lot, okay. Well, one of the things I think we got to get better at is making sure that everybody knows a lot of realtors. Yeah. Especially in the last three years because yeah. real estate license. Everybody and their mother is now a realtor. Yeah, they all pass they, the test. Because, again, it comes down to passing the test, throw a sign in the yard, yeah. make your money. And that's and that's going away, and it's and it's a pros market, you know, um, you know, prepared, ready, and organized. But what was very interesting about all that is, when asking someone, okay, well, why would you pick that person? Why would they pick you? Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, me, I'm 52 years old, but I haven't been a realtor very long. Most of the real estate transactions I've been a part of is me grabbing a more experienced agent and saying, okay, here. This is for someone that I know that trusts me. And my biggest fear is that I'll screw it up. But they trust me enough that they know I'm going to get the best, and I go get a pro mm-hmm. and takes care of them. Yeah, do I get a referral fee? Do I get as much money? No, but it's not, it's not about money. That'll take care of itself later. Yeah. How do we get, you know, I still think, how do we, what can we do? What are your ideas um, for all real estate professionals, but, you know, to anybody that wants to get better, how can we work on the, hey, listen, what is your trust quotient? What is your trust factor? What makes you more trustworthy? Um, what guarantee you have? What, what um, you know, how credible are you? Um, what can we do to kind of get that word out, do you think? Yeah, um, so in a sense, one of the things that I, I don't necessarily struggle with this, but it could be an a, a issue for me is my age. So with, you know, I'm dealing with the biggest asset of somebody's life, and then they find out I'm 20 years old, and it's like, uh, I have a son that's older than you. You know, my son graduated in 2010, you graduated in 2020. Yeah. You know, it's like, whew, you were born in 2002, I birthed my child in 92. Yeah. And it, it kind of puts them in perspective, like, you're super young, do you even know what you're doing? Um, so the good thing is, is in the past I've been, uh, they've told me that I'm. I look older, so I have a beard. So you of do. course I you look. You know why older. you have a beard? Because you can't. <laughs> I could not shave. I could not shave. I'm telling you, for like a month, two months, right? Mm-hmm. I would look like a beat up old hobo. It would be blotchy <laughs> and it'd be gray now. I can't grow beard. That's a I, yeah. If yeah. I, so that, and my that, wife wouldn't let me. That that is that is something encouraging is for me to grow a beard and have facial hair so that way I present myself as older. Yeah. And then the way I speak and then me also putting in time to actually know what I'm talking about. Uh, put in time. Ask older agents like what is creative ways to put in an offer. What is creative ways? What is these? We're not having too big of ego to say what is your opinion on pricing this house. What is your opinion on why this house isn't selling? And just doing that kind of stuff, partnering, there's deals where I've partnered with agents because I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is a little tricky because there's actually one transaction. Um, I have a client, well, this is actually a new lead and um, I'm meeting with him this month in November. Uh-huh. And it's it's a property, it's a very nice property. It's probably gonna be $400,000 house, whatever. Um, but it is tricky because on one side of it, houses are probably 500,000 ish. Uh-huh. On the other side, the houses are a million. In the middle of it, they have some houses that are from 400 down to 350. Wow. So, and this is all within a, a half a mile radius, and it's in Crescent Hill. Oh, okay. So you're yes. kind of Crescent Hill, St. Matthews area. So yes. it's kind of like, great. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna pull Judy. Yeah. Judy, come with me. Let's meet with him. Let's get together. You know, 
I, I've is. been in the business, you know, almost two years now. So I've, I've sold a good amount of houses and stuff. But she's sold more houses. She's, she's been in the business 25 years. She's more, way more experienced. So it's a no-brainer because Dave says this all the time. Zero percent of 100 is worse than 50% of 100. Yeah. So I'd rather do that 50% of 100, build that relationship, and like you said, the money will take care of itself. Well, and I think one of the things, too, is making sure that, you know, one of my goals with the company and with our agents is uh, the yin and yang principle. Okay, finding the yin to the yang, as in, you know, prospecting. We talk about prospecting. Prospecting is the lifeblood of any business, but in real estate especially. Prospecting, follow-up, relationships, okay? You do those things, um, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Now, the other side of that is, you know, you and I have talked about this. I love prospecting. I love prospecting. I, don't mind. I like showing clients houses. I like connecting people. What do I hate? I hate paperwork. Yeah. I'm scared to death to write a contract. Why? Because I'm afraid of it. No, I'm, I joke around about that. I can write a contract, but it's not the thing I like to do. Why? Because um, sitting down and writing has never been, you know, I've been to, you know, been to college, been graduated from college, graduated from graduate, you know, got three master's degrees. And to this day, I hate having to sit down and write and type. But what I found out is if you found someone that is pretty good at that, as a matter of fact, they like to do that but they're not super big on prospecting. They're not super big on uh, taking people around and, and engaging, but there's some people that can write amazing contracts and really, you know, really help you along. How do we bring that yin and yang together? And the more we can do that, I think, I think we could make, instead of making one person successful, you know, like we said, you know, 0% or 50%. Yeah, you know? um, I would say the biggest thing is, is just going out there, putting your ego to the side, even if you've been in the business multiple years. Yeah. If you're an agent that is just, you know, not a top producer or you're not producing what you want to be producing, whatever it may be, put your ego to the side and say, go around and talk to agents in your office. Go look on Google. Type in best agents in your city. Yep. Best agents in Louisville, Kentucky. Look it up. Email them all. Call them all and say, look, this is free. I'm willing to do paperwork. This is what I can do with paperwork. This is what I understand on paperwork. Just take me with you. Well, why, why, why would they say no? If you, if you, like, think about that. Why would they, unless they already have somebody filling that position for them, if you're coming in offering to do, to basically be their, their assistant. Be a transaction coordinator. And transaction can, coordinator yeah, or assistant yeah. for them. Just so you can learn and be around them. I mean, why would they say no unless that seat's already filled? So that's one of the things that I did is, Ellen shaking. I'm around her. I bounce. I bounce marketing ideas off of her. I bounce just a bunch of ideas off of her. Huh. I've also done deals with Cindy Calvert. She taught me a lot as well. I've done deals with, with my mom Mika. I learned you know, a lot from her. But you know what? You know what? You you're just telling me right now, and it's you know we've talked about, and we'll get more into this in the next few weeks. But one of the things that I do is I always seek advice. You have to be a lifelong learner. I was fortunate, and I'm going to name drop here. I have a really good friend named Coach Lou Holtz. I got to work with him for a year, and uh, one of the things he told me, he said, you're either growing or you're dying. Yes. And, you know, you grow by learning. So one of the things we talk about, um, you know, learning is I find anybody I can that I can ask a question to that has more mileage on their life and more age on their life than I do, um, and I'm not going to use the term, oh, they've been successful, because that's, you know, too many people define success in different ways. Um, but one of the things I've, I ask is, 
knowing what you know now, um, if you were in my shoes, what, you, what would you do different? Now, mm -hmm. here's something that's very interesting. I run into some folks that um, they, they had done well in whatever chosen vocation they had, mm -hmm. but at some point earlier in their life, when I say older, I'm talking folks at you know, 60, 70, 80, you know, um, but at some point in their life, they had gotten into real estate. Yeah. And like 78% of all real estate agents now, they didn't last two years. Mm -hmm. It just didn't work out. Um, and it's same, you know, same attrition rate as it was before, probably getting a little worse here coming up. But here's the biggest answer I got from them. Probably the, the number one of folks that had tried real estate, it didn't work out, that, but went on to do something and do well. Mm -hmm. They all said they wish they would have had the moral courage or the, you know, the courage to step up, to go find, like you said, to go find an Ellen Shaken or a Cindy Calvert and ask them and say, listen, I'll wash your car, I'll carry your bag, I'll follow you around, I'll put your signs in, I'll do whatever you want me to do, as long as I can just follow it and learn from you. Can I do that? They said if they would have done that, because I still believe to this day now, you know, we're fortunate at, at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Parks and Weisberg, that we've got agents that will be like, hey, why don't you help me? Let me help you. And they'll initiate it. They will initiate it. That's an anomaly, okay? That's a gold mine. This is like fantasy land. You know, there's, there's you know unicorns and rainbows running around here, but it really does happen here. Yeah. And that doesn't happen everywhere. It doesn't happen in, Dave, in most businesses. Dave, Dave Parks has pulled me into deals like that. Oh, yeah. It doesn't happen. And so, but all these people said, they said, if I would have done that and, and gone after, you know, found the mentor. And, oh, by the way, if I hear, you know, some people confuse that, too. A mentor is, is, is a dual relationship. That's a two-way relationship. You know, some people, you'll hear some people say, oh, yeah, I'm his mentor. Well, does that kid look at you as a mentor? Because if he doesn't, you're not his mentor. Mm -hmm. Well, at the same time, we've got people here that want to be mentors. Mm -hmm. And I think the more people that can do that, they also will find out, okay? Um, are you uh, passionate or very or have an aptitude for writing contracts, more analytical, more, you know, I joke around like with, with, with some folks, somebody that's more OCD on things, mm -hmm. okay? Um, but maybe out there talking to people isn't your thing all the time. Link up with someone that can. You know, day one when you're a rookie, link up with a pro. Follow them around as long as they'll let you. Yeah. You know what? And that might be a couple years. Uh, the, the other side of it is people forgetting, you know, the referral program. You know, that to me right now is a big deal. Yeah. You know, Dave said, hey, what do you think about this? Help teach it. Well, what I did was only way to teach it is you have to do it first, correct? Mm-hmm. So started doing it. First year, you know, had, you know, 15 referrals, three of them in the state of Kentucky, and now I teach it. I'm trying to work right now with taking our folks and teaching that in the first 30 days of them being here of how that program works. Now one of the things we're trying to do is take that over to Prosser, take it over to some high schools, and talk about how do you do a referral program, maybe that's not real estate. How do you refer... Because at the end of the day, that's what you're wanting. Yeah. That's what, as a, as a realtor, at the end of the day, you're wanting somebody to say, hey, so-and-so um, told me that you were real estate and that they trust you. Okay, well, there's a thousand, you know, there's, in this town, there's 5,000 realtors. Mm -hmm. Somebody wants, you, you know, your ultimate goal is that uh, someone says, hey, they're interested in real estate, and 
give them a call or someone calls you and says, I talked to my friend and they said you're a realtor and they trust you. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I trust you. Can you help me? Yeah. And to me, that's the that's the gold standard. That's the, the, the that's the Super Bowl. That is the home run. That is everything you're going for right yeah. there. Yeah, and I think it's it's simple. It's really simple. It, it's not easy. You know what I mean? The actual, <laughs> the actual. It's simple. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. You know, as you get into the as you get into the actual transaction, it can be complex. But if we're talking about a business plan, it's simple. Because when I first got into the business, my thought was this: okay, if I sold in this market, if I sold one two hundred thousand dollar house, yes, I made a three percent commission. Say if that was the uh, cross-selling commission. Yeah, and then I was able to bring home about four thousand dollars per two hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, I did that one. I sold one house once a month. So I told I sold twelve houses. Yeah. That's $48,000 right there. It is. Which, that's good money in our market. In that's Louisville. awesome money. Well, that's, that's, 50, that's about $50,000 in our market. That's unbelievable money. You know, that's unbelievable money. To me, you know, in any, unless you're living in like San Francisco or some crazy big city, which I wouldn't want to live there. Go visit. Go do some good, <laughs> eat some good food. You can live there. And I'm not doing that, but I like our hometown. Yeah, and, then, and then do this. Year two. Year yeah. one, you made fifty grand. You sold twelve houses. Yeah. Year two, which you know, in, this is just in theory. Of course, year one, you want to take your time to learn. But let's just let's say after year one, year two, you were mentoring. Now you're starting to get your feet under you. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Boom. Year three, your first year on your own or whatever, you sold one house a month for two hundred thousand, which I think our median sales price in Louisville is three hundred thousand. It's it around is. there. So less than median, two hundred thousand dollar house, you make four grand. Great. Four grand. That's good money for our market. Yes. Now, what if you only worked with 12 clients throughout the year, but they also sold a house and they bought a house? That's 24 transactions. Say it's about $200,000 each, just about. for easy numbers. Yeah. Now you double that number. So now we're getting close to six figures, and you've worked with 12 clients, two closings every month. But it was 12 clients throughout the year. So putting that in perspective is, you know, that's where it sounds simple. But it's not easy to go get those clients every month to close every month. You're going to have deals that are going to fall through, so on and so forth. But when you think about it and you put it in perspective, okay, it sounds simple. I need, to, I need to have one transaction with one client every month to make six figures. Great. And then we haven't talked about, okay, well, what if this client is selling a $400,000 house and they're buying a $500,000 house? Well, now that can cover you know, the next two to three months or whatever the number is mm -hmm. of transactions. And that's in, I think what you've done right there is you've kind of given a roadmap of, okay, if you put a dollar figure on it. And oh, by the way, at the end of the day, you got to have a dollar figure with a goal. And reason you have to have a goal, because if you're wanting to make a living, that is your goal. One of the things for people to understand is uh, next week, week after next, we've got four opportunities, because that's, you know, I'm leading into is one of the things I love is when we do business planning every November. Mm -hmm. Come in. And you did that first year, and you figured out the second year. What did you say? You said, "Okay, I'm going to get this much from my sphere. I'm going to go, I'm going to go call on everything from for sale by owners. I'm going to look for reload. I'm going to look for, you know, I want to bring buyers. I want to bring sellers." You kind of came up with a map. And, and for me, it's kind of, it was an experimental kind of thing. Yep. Because I realized how much changed within that year of it being my first year to second year, there was a lot that changed. 
there's, there's a, especially with me learning a lot more, um, with me being a lot more busy, there's certain things that it's like, okay, I wasn't getting the best ROI or response on this. I need to pivot and go to somewhere else. And, and when try you say ROI, things. it's for everybody. Return on investment yeah. on what was your marketing effort? Yeah. Was it was it social media? Was it sending out flyers? Was yeah. it just calling? Yeah. You know, you had to make a pivot. Now, here's what's real interesting. So, for example, in Louisville on Wednesday, November 16th, we are going to have our business planning and our third quarter awards, and it's going to be at our Glorhe headquarters at nine o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, any agents, give me a call. 502-558-9958. Um, if, if you're an agent from another company, another broker, just looking to, to get better, more than welcome. Give me a call. But when we go there, I think this year's going to be a lot different because there's going to be a lot more attentive eyes. Mm -hmm. As in, if you remember two years ago... It comes down to that same thing. Everything's moving so fast, we don't need to plan. We don't need oh, to Oh, we're fine. We, we can don't just need wing to it. learn. We can just yeah. wing it. So as, it's gonna be as things slow down, people are gonna people are starting to get a little more concerned. They're starting to say, "Okay, my business slowed down this year." Yeah, I hear rates are supposed to be going up. I hear inflation's going up. I hear we're going into a recession. Blah 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 blah. All right, what can I do to make sure I don't go back and have to get a job next year? And so now, you know, that's in the back of their minds. And I've already told some people in our office. I was like, "Look, next year, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but from what." You know, the economy's slowing down. We've already seen what it looked like this year in sales, blah, 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 blah. It's wise if you cut back your expenses, your personal expenses. Maybe you cut back and you reanalyze your business expenses and you start putting more into that reserve account so that way you don't have to go back or you're not like stressing out because your car note is due in the next two days and you got to figure out how to come up with some money. Well, and as you said, you know, putting that reserve. And I think everybody should do that, period. And I will say, I'm not, I wasn't the best at putting reserve because I, I was I was that guy who was like, man, inflation is eating up my money. I'm I don't want it to you, sit in a bank me, account. By the way, I'm not going to listen to any of that for this reason. You're doing, you're 20 years old and you are, you are more stable, more financially aware um, and and one of the hardest workers in, than most, you know, 40-year-olds I know. You're fine. You're going to be fine. You'll keep going. Well, that's I, funny because I, I, I feel, I, I stress myself out. Well, <laughs> you know what? Well, that's because you have high expectations. High expectations. You know, because here's the deal. Um, I'm not going to lie. 98% of your peer group, if they made as much money as you did last year, would have spent every single dime of it by now. Okay? That's a fact. And I don't care what you say. They would have said, oh, yeah, what would you do? Well, I bought this car and I bought these shoes and these clothes and this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay, that wasn't very smart. Mm -hmm. You've got that down. The big thing, I think, though, goes back to what we talked about before. Number one, prospecting. Number two, you know, what's your pipeline maturity? Mm -hmm. Because all that needs to start in the pipeline. Now, I think it's going to be tough, and it's, and it's always going to be tough to be successful when you just start. And like I said, 76 to 78% of realtors, of brand new licensees, are done with real estate in the first two years. I mean, think about that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 76%. Yeah, I'm coming up on my second year. And then but, about but you, this time, everybody's, you is know, done. is about done. They're yeah. done. And why are they done? Well, one of them is it's hard. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's hard. Well, you know, most people don't do things. Why? Because it's hard. And, you know, it's tough to be successful, but it's hard. You can be successful. I think probably the biggest thing to look at right now is understanding when we do this business plan, 
it's going to come down to basic math. And you got to understand, things are going to change. Well, they're going to change, but it, it, it used to be what was your, like we talked about. So if you had a ratio for um, listing, a listing appointment ratio, so number one, to get a listing. Well, last year it was you had to talk to every 20 people that you that you talked to, you could get a listing appointment. Mm -hmm. Okay, you did, and that's that's not random cold calling down the street. You've done a lot of homework. But for every 20, well, now it might be 30, okay? So if you're wanting to do, you know, 24, let's just say 24, and of those 24 um, transactions for 2023, you want, um, you want 10 of them are going to be, you know, via, you think 10, 10 of them will be listings. Some of them are going to be, you're going to go to for sale, buyer, whatever. But say 10 of them are going to be listings. Well, if we, now that ratio is up to 30. Yeah. Okay. So you do the math. Right. I mean, that's, you're talking, you're going to have to talk to, you know, 300 people, you know, nonstop. And by the way, that's not one phone call, 300 people. Right. That's, hey, how are you doing? Hey, do you need anything? Do you whatever? And they're all not the same people. So how, you know, that's the planning we're looking at because then you've got sales. What's your hours? You know, one of the things to you and I talked about, and we're going to wrap this up here in a minute because this has been fun, you know, Think about the other things you and I've talked about, and this is where I hope we can get more people engaged because I want to hear more ideas. I tell you one of the things I'm kind of worried about with some of across the board, and I don't care if it's for real estate, it's everybody else's. Last couple of years were kind of crazy in that mm -hmm. you've got a lot of unrest, you've got panic, you've got pandemic, you've got uh, you know political division, you got all this stuff going on. But oh, by the way, there was a there was groups of people making a ton of money okay mm -hmm. doing really well and so there's groups of people doing well there well now that's going to change a little bit and people are still going to do well but now it's going to require a different method you know to achieve the same desired outcome it's going to be a different method it's going to be a lot more work well one of the things we had talked about before was people's health you know are people taking care of themselves you know the big you know that's the other thing um Stress. What's the best way to relieve stress? Work out. Okay. Yeah. Laugh. Number one, laugh. But number two, work out can help relieve stresses. Are we getting people to do that? How are we encouraging that? You know, taking care of yourself. And so that's one of the things we're going to bring. One of we have a great agent who's also a physical therapist, and she's a health expert. She's going to come on with us in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about. Okay. Listen, if you're not healthy, okay, you're not selling anything. And I don't <laughs> yeah. care if you prospect your, yeah. you're not selling anything. And oh, by the way, um, they may like you and trust you, but if you show up and you're like, can't walk up the stairs and you're wheezing and coughing, it's not, you're not getting the listing. You're not getting the deal. It, it is what it is. Um, so we're going to have some people talk about that, talk about, you know, tax season. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's different in 2023? There's a lot of things different in 2023. There's a lot more write-offs, especially when you talk about, about vehicles, um, things for agents with, uh, uh, you know, the whole green energy, mm -hmm. with windows and solar panels, a lot of those things. We'll get into that. But overall, um, this is fun. I love talking to you, Ramir, because yeah. it's we, just I a mean, blueprint. we talk all the time about this stuff. Every it's about day. time we record it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and we, yeah, we, this is all nice and friendly, but we talk every day. And that's kind of the other thing. Um, neither one of us is hardly ever in a bad mood because we talk every day. And if we can get more people to do that and we'll get more people to talk with us, we'll have a good time. So, you know, right now the blueprint's off to a good start. 
Let's keep this going. We got uh, a big week. We're in the first week of November. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's keep this going, and I'm looking forward to it, and we'll holler at you next week. Yeah, and we'd love any feedback that you all can give us. This is our first podcast episode, so bear with us. We're working on it. <laughs> hey, have fun. Like I said, as I t- teach my kids, and I call it Bob's Big Three. Bob was my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad told me I was at a point in my life in seventh grade. I, I kind of had a mullet, and I thought I was like a, a BMX biker and you know a break dancer, and, and I was kind of being a jerk, and... And my dad said, he said, listen, he said, here's what I want you to do. He said, you're kind of going over the path. He said, so just do me a favor. He said, if you work hard, I want you to work hard. I want you to work hard in school and work hard in your sports because, you you know, I played sports. He said, the other thing I want you to do, I want you to be a good guy. Be nice to everybody you meet. Just be nice. He said, I don't, they're going to be different from you. I don't care. Be nice to everybody you meet and everybody you, you know, engage. He said, and remember their name. He said, if you do that, you got a chance. So I will tell you, I've done that. I still call it Bob's Big Three. You know, work hard, be nice, remember people's names. And I think we're going to keep doing this, and I'm enjoying it, Ramirez. It's going to be a great time. And with that said, I'm out. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for listening. the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running.